Welcome to Hard to Play, Roommates Gaming's bi-weekly video game focused podcast. My name is Justin. As always, we got Josh. Eric's here. And joining us this week for a special episode, Tony is joining us. Tony's a friend of ours. Uh, we are going to talk about the Xbox game showcase that happened on July 23rd. We are a little bit late on that, but that's because it happened after we'd already recorded the last episode. So before we dive in, uh, just want to remind you guys that this video goes up every, or these videos go up every other Friday on youtube.com slash roommates gaming. They rotate out with the sauces tray that I know we missed last week. And another one will be coming around. We were on vacation. A lot of things are going on. Uh, <clears throat> we were on vacation. <laughs> yeah. I was on vacation. Uh, I was on vacation too. I wasn't editing. Yeah, there you go. Josh took a Josh took a staycation. Um, you can find links for our Twitch and Twitter and Instagram and the link to join our Discord page below this video. Uh, of course, if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's iTunes, Google, Spotify, wherever. Uh, we put the audio version up at the same time we put the video up every Friday. They usually go up at noon, so you can check it out there. Um, one last thing that I want to plug, or two things actually. We do do video, do do, <laughs> we put up video game plays every Monday. Uh, this past Monday, of course, we put up the Hitman 2 video. Uh, you can check that out and see some of the fun that we have doing that one. I wasn't in it, but still. Uh, I need to do a hit pl Hitman play because I haven't done one yet. That's no, you one. haven't. You should join. Yeah, that just hit me. Like I haven't done one of those. Uh, I've played the game, obviously. but um, Also, go check out our Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast that we did uh, two weeks ago. It was myself, Josh, Truesdale, and JT joined us. Uh, to discuss that game. It was very special. We really enjoyed it. Um, I think we will try to do more fully inclusive spoiler cast things for games that are special to us in the future. Uh, looking at you, Ghost of Tsushima. All right. <laughs> so, with all of that being said, guys, we had a we had a little bit of a show where Microsoft got up and told us about some, some video games they got coming down the pipe. Um, uh, so, so, uh, <laughs> let's go down the list and, uh, talk about what was displayed during the, during the show. Uh, of course I've got the games that they showed off during the last, uh, showcase as well, but they, I think Microsoft knew they had to come out strong and they showed off the Halo Infinite gameplay. First and foremost, you got to see the, uh, you got to see Master Chief when he lands and goes on a short little run around the, what is essentially an open map for infinite. Uh, of course he's got his hook shot now. Um, <laughs> there, there's a grappling hook in it. It's a good game. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue with the rules. You really can't, man. I, like it's a grappling hook that is combat related, traversal related. And also, I mean, the fact that, you can bring things to you like exploding barrels. Yep. So if you grab, accidentally grapple an exploding barrel, it's not going to explode when it comes into your hand, which is would be a terrible game mechanic to accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> because I would do it a lot. Yeah. Actions yeah. have consequences. Josh and I were having this conversation earlier. A game should punish you for playing badly. Well, you know, so a lot of games uh, do. <laughs> I mean, Guardians punish you for just playing the game. <laughs> that's true 
Um, I know there's been there, there's been some outspokenness online for how it looks, but it's an artistic decision, and I think the game looks great. It looks fantastic for a Halo game. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I watched that the presentation. Um, the the first presentation I was able to ask off work for. The second presentation <laughs> I was not able to get off work for. Um, but so I was watching it on the shitty computer monitor at at work. Um, in between uh, customers, and I was like, "Holy cow, this looks great!" And then I saw some people, but then I rewatched it at home on the Scorpio on my 4K TV, and I was like, "Oh my god, this looks great!" And I'm okay with artistic direction. Yeah, like I am too. It is what I don't. I don't mind the way the armor looks. I don't like. I like that it looks super sleek and everything. Um, and I know that they three for three had to make like an announcement saying, "Well, they're you know we're gonna make patches and it's gonna look better and." Gamers are fickle. We've talked about this before, just, you know. And I feel like sometimes when you cater to people like that, you're never going to please everybody. Yeah. If you're going to try to, you're going to piss a lot more people off. Right. Yeah. Yep. Not every studio needs to be Naughty Dog. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, not everybody has to make a film for a game. Like, it doesn't have to be hyper-realistic. Uh, I, I like the idea of playing something in knowing it's a game and they're like this is a very pretty game i like the stylistic decisions made here uh yeah i don't know when i I... saw that intro like for the where he like you know steps off of that ship like i immediately got hit with like hella nostalgia from like halo one but not in a bad way i wasn't like oh man this looks like the xbox (laughs) original like halo this looks like combat evolve but no, I got that like same feel. I was like, this feels like like combat evolve, like not in a bad way. And I was like, I could I could dig on that. Exactly. Um, exactly. I think like, this is heralding a lot to where the ten year anniversary of Assassin's Creed, they revamped the game style and made they made origins. You know, they, they made it to where your armor has different hit points and damage and, and like went really a lot more MMO like armor values and, uh, uh, you know, weapon values and things like that. Um, I think they're, they're in the same boat. Cause let's be honest, this halo has to work. Yeah. Cause if it doesn't, there isn't going to be another halo. I mean, the fact that they realized that guardians was broken, um, on a coding basis, um, so early on. And they, I mean, they couldn't bring in split screen because it was broken on that so rudimentary level that that was massive and that's the only i mean that's what made halo that's what made xbox live yeah co-op and then doing it with your friends while they're on their couches but that's what made the community um so to take that away was just a mistake but they they realized that and i think they i think they might be catering with the outcries for the graphics because they needed to please people but they're going to place people by just making multiplayer free to play. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which that's is a huge. That's fantastic a huge announcement. Thing. That's a huge that's, deal. That's a fantastic. And they're also, we'll get, we'll probably get into this later about they're following the Destiny, what Bungie's done with Destiny, with Destiny being free to play um, and adding on DLCs. Like what they've, they've said something about um, Infinite not being the beginning of this next iteration in the new Xbox or the Microsoft ecosystem. Um, with it being the platform 
to start other Halo games, and they're kind of like going away from the numbered games, which I can totally see because it's working. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm really excited with the fact that they chose to do free to play. Um, one quick thing I do want to say: all the games that we we're going to discuss today are available on Game Pass, with minute exceptions to a couple of things that are asterisks, and those are just DLCs. Those aren't even t- whole games. But uh, the the fact that the the story mode, the single player for Infinite will be available on Game Pass, which is a service that if you have an Xbox, you have Game Pass at this point. And if you don't, there's something wrong. Uh, <laughs> and if you're just a PC player, you, you should you, have Game yeah, yeah, there's something yeah, wrong, with, yeah, you something wrong with you, not for subscribing because and Game Pass is a little. Yeah, we they, will. They're out games, man. Yeah, we'll 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 dive into that absolutely because it is a very important and very it, it's a dynamic changing service for how video games are going to work going forward, how consoles are going to work going forward. Uh, but also just the just the tag there that yeah, Halo multiplayer, which is what. I can comfortably say without having figures in front of me that it has to be over 70% of the player base actually cares about is the multiplayer. Uh, having that go free to play is phenomenal. That's what people keep coming back to. Even if you like the the story of previous games, um, Eric, do you want to say it now? Or do you want to wait? Preach. There you go. He Josh beat you to it. Uh, I was just waiting for one of you. Um, the, 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 the story, the story is important. with you on that. The story is important, but the multiplayer is what keeps people coming back. We all played Halo Two. We all did Hang 'Em High, Ascension, the whole nine yards. <laughs> like we we remember how important that Why? was to us as a community. Uh, so. The fact that they would go free to play with that and offer it out is a is a gigantic move, and it's nothing but consumer friendly to get people to go, hey, check out this new thing. And another thing that I'm sure we're going to dive into is the fact that if you don't buy a Series X, you can still play Halo Infinite with people. You can like it's not bound to just that console. Like, I mean, legacy players can play on your too. Xbox or on your PC on your Xbox or on your PC. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's pretty cool how you're going to see these things blur together. Uh, of course, after halo, there were more announcements. Uh, state of decay three was announced with a teaser trailer. Uh, Forza motorsport was also announced, which interestingly enough, they dropped the number on their system as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, that's an interesting thing that they didn't really go into, mm-hmm. but it kind of alludes to this new format of the way games are going. So that would that's going to be interesting to play out. I can yeah. Um, I have a theory about the motorsports thing, um, and them dropping the number. I think they're trying to focus like I guess what motorsport would be would be kind of like what what GT. Uh, uh, Gran, Turismo. Gran Turismo did with their sport where it's all about actual race cars yep. like um and like race tracks like the numbered forts has uh have were already like that but like there was a little bit more like sway because you could like actually use civil civilian cars <laughs> civilian or like street cars and like you know soup them up to be on a track but I have a feeling that the motorsports I think they're trying to shift to like 
this is actually a like street or not a street. This is a racing simulator. So you're only going to be playing with race cars. So the race versions of these cars. Um, and because you think they have her, because well, Horizon will take care of the other. Yes. The other yeah. Aspects. And because yeah, I think that Horizon being their more arcadey simulator, that would, mm-hmm. that brings people in for like, oh, I can, you know, go buy a Mustang in the game and then make it look like my Mustang and I can drive around Colorado or yep. France or, uh, shit, where's the, oh, England. Um, and, uh, I feel like they're probably trying to, f- force that split more where it's like, this is for racing. This is for our sports racing. And this is for our like fun, uh, like arcadey kind of driving. Yeah. Uh, Shoot the shit on the horizon and let's get, you know, serious with, uh, motorsport. I can see that. Yeah. I can also see Forza motorsport going games of service. Hands down. I can see that. Josh, you know, I have one rule about racing games. (laughs) If I can't buy a Toyota super, it's not a good one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not a bad rule actually <laughs> i mean we're never gonna get midnight club four which is what we all really want right <laughs> like, i want my geo tracker back <laughs> <laughs> man <laughs> yeah it's like let's talk about our first cars guys <laughs> one in every six people had a geo tracker back in the day <laughs> i knew somebody who had a geo tracker so i, I mean. know just like everybody's seven degrees from Kevin Bacon, you're like four degrees from somebody who owned a Geo Tracker. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure someone in my family owned one. Uh, three people in my family owned one. Moving <laughs> on from Geo Trackers, uh, <laughs> we got a new IP from Rare, uh, Everwild. Don't know what it is, but I'm sold. Uh, I just trust Rare to make things. I like Rare; they're a it's, great studio. It's gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. It is. It is a beautiful game, and. Uh, there's a, I don't want to say Fable-esque, but there is a Fable-esque little bit of brightness to it that looks interesting, and I, I can't wait to see or hear more about it. I uh, almost as well as Wind Waker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got I mean, like a Wind Waker they, kind I of think Wind Waker proved that you can be cel-shaped and be gorgeous and captivating. Yep. And yeah. I think they're really tapping in on that. Yep. It's, it's, Wind Waker so beautiful. Yep. It's cool to see... Uh, we were talking about art styles a little bit ago with Halo. Uh, it's cool to see not everything is going super, super detail oriented, like mm-hmm. some of the other games. Like the uh, the medium further down the list here that was announced at the previous showcase, uh, hyper realistic game. Uh, and then we have uh, Tell Me Why, which is a story based game from Don't Nod, uh, a remaster of Ori and the Will of the Wisps for Series X. Uh, which is soon, but the the improvements to the game overall. Uh, looking forward to to how they pull it because it's 120 frames per second, right? 120 frames per second at 4K. That's it's impressive. It's mind-boggling <laughs> that that we are months away from that being almost the standard. Yeah. Like, I mean, if not, obviously 60 frames per second the standard bare bare minimum if you're not running 60 frames per second on a new, on the next gen console what the fuck are you doing you know <laughs> like that's i mean as a, as a game developer as the powers there as someone that's going to make a console you need you, you have to have ray tracing that's that's what makes the next generation that's what makes the hdr that makes i mean if you're not doing that then you're not utilizing it you might as well have made it five years ago 
but yeah, at double the standard, that's that's impressive. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that uh, the art style is beautiful. As simplistic as it is, the art style is beautiful. But the the detail they put into light strokes and things like that game, it'll be really awesome to see some of those transitions while you play through it. I haven't actually played through Will of the Wisps yet. I've seen a lot of videos and gameplays on it. I'm looking forward to actually getting my hands on it and playing through. Uh, if you haven't watched the con, uh, the release yet, mm-hmm. um, especially with this, I thought it was really cool how they showed the 120 frames per second. Slowed down, obviously. Like ne- next to what they have now the 30 frames per second and how many frames that actually is yeah they probably played five seconds in total over the course of like a minute while he's talking about it and it's so slow but you realize how choppy it is and how smooth even at that speed how smooth this the 120 frames per second is and they didn't even show it in real time yeah there was a i saw that video there's like a there's a clip of what I believe to be like a monster or boss in, in an area opening up and like you can see yeah, like, it, the t- like the multiple like snake tongues or something yes. like that. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. then an explosion happening or some sort of burst happening around and you can see like the, the differences in frames for that. And it is, it's very impressive how it reduces that, the noise in the images. Uh, after Ori, we have DLC for the outer worlds. Uh, and this is, not on Game Pass, is that right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Outer Worlds obviously is on Game Pass, right? Um, mm-hmm. But we we were talking about that, and Jock, you said that it was because, like, you think it's because, like, like, like uh, since, title issues. Yeah, since it's a brand new like DLC, and this was before uh, Private Division developed or published this game. It was before like Microsoft bought Obsidian. So obviously, you know, Private Division probably wants to still make their money from each of the consoles, but also not want to step on Sony or Nintendo's feet by going, oh yeah, this DLC is free on on Game Pass, but Switch and Sony, you still have to pay for it, because <laughs> uh, fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh but I feel like, you know, since Private Division is their they're their own company and they're not owned by Microsoft, they probably are doing it, you know, to not, like, mess with Sony or Nintendo and also still make their money off of the DLC sales. And But, like, if this was, like, like a complete edition, it wouldn't matter because yeah. Yeah. everything was already included in right. that kind of bundle. But since it's a brand new like first release obviously they're gonna make it paid yeah but maybe later down the line if there's like a complete ver- complete edition of um outer worlds on game pass it won't cost any money yeah you well, can you can see this, that this, go ahead right i was gonna say j- just to be clear because you are on game pass um you do have a discounted rate for your purchases on the Microsoft Store, ten percent and all that. So yeah, it, and um, for games that are leaving Game Pass, you get an extra like twenty five percent like that percent off to purchase the game if you really enjoyed the game. So I'm sure that there's it's it's obviously going to be cheaper. So there might be a little bit more of a um, a push for that too to keep you playing on the Xbox as a in in conjunction instead of like buying the DLC for Sony or something. Right. Like that. The uh... Josh, what you were saying about like if it was a master or a, a master's collection or whatever else, like a, a full capture of the game and game of the year, whatever have you, uh, 
since that is a complete skew, you're right. It would that's something that you could see go up on PlayStation Plus. That's something you could see go up on Game Pass. Uh, because that's the whole package as one. That's not this game plus this DLC. Um, yeah. It's very rare that I've seen. I don't think I ever have actually seen a DLC pack go up on game uh, go up on games with gold or with PlayStation Plus because that's not what they're trying to give you. They're trying to give you the whole experience if they try to give you anything. Yeah, uh, if any DLC has ever gone up on them, it's it's always been some kind of collector's definitive, edition. right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you can expect that down the road after after. Uh, I'm gonna say after uh, PC players and after uh, well PC can play on Xbox, but uh, after uh, PlayStation players get their hands on the DLC down the road, you can see that getting rolled into Game Pass. But it's yeah. it's definitely not something that's gonna happen at the beginning. Um, following up that, uh, we got the announcement for a release date for Grounded, which is the Honey I Shrunk the Kids game. Uh, <laughs> basically what it is not to be honest. confused with cyberpunk yeah not to be confused with <laughs> cyberpunk that was a great opening like if you're waiting for the best game wait for cyberpunk uh like i love that yeah they tweeted it back yep yes yeah, project red tweeted it back like all right we see yep. <laughs> it's so good uh i know I, I told you guys before the uh i was at the beach last week with my family with my kids uh on vacation and my kids knew when July 28th rolled around, and they were like, hey, Dad, get out your phone and uh, download Grounded so we can play it as soon as we get home. Because that's something my kids are apparently aware that I can do now. My eight-year-old realizes I can push downloads from my cell phone. Uh, you don't raise your kids on technology. <laughs> if technology doesn't raise your kids, who does? On technology. <laughs> yeah, if Eric ever has kids, he's going to send them out into the wild and like, when you're 18, you can come back. That's how I was raised. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's what ground, grounded is specifically teaching kids how to survive in the wild. Exactly. Yeah. It gets Giant gigantic fires. bugs and things like that. Uh, I love that you can actually turn off this. There's a uh, a filter for arachnophobe people <laughs> for the spiders. Oh. I would leave. I, use I would leave yeah. that on. It was kind of interesting looking, and then I saw the spiders, and I'm like, I'm good about. It. I'm I'm good. Those are like hyper realistic. I'm I'm good. I have like, you could leave your friends and feed them to the, the spiders <laughs> and go somewhere. Else. I was like, wow, just putting it right out there, guys. Good I, job. I haven't yeah. played. Uh, they've they've enjoyed it. I haven't even watched any of the gameplay because I've failed as a father, apparently. But uh, <laughs> like, it's they're getting into it. They they really enjoy it. Uh, I'll have to pick my pick up a copy at some point and play myself. They're also treating this as a beta too. Yeah, because it's, it's early access. Everything that they can. Yeah, it's an early access. But I mean, full game, but it's on Game Pass. You don't have to pay for it, obviously. Um, but like, yeah, I, I think it's just it going to make their release for Series X just that much smoother. Yeah. You know? Do the demo testing now, right? Uh, for sure. Also from Obsidian, we saw uh, a clip of a game called Avowed. It wasn't really a clip, it was a, a cinematic trailer. Um, that's a new RPG from Obsidian. Kind of get Elder Scrolls vibes from it. That's pretty much the direction they're going to be going in. Uh, looking forward to hear more. That's pretty much all I could say right now. Um, I've always said that I like Elder Scrolls more than Fallout. So you 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 can imagine how I feel about Obsidian making an Elder Scrolls like <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> I uh, I'm, I'm the same way. I like Elder Scrolls more. Uh, Oblivion personally over Skyrim. I don't know why. It's just the way I am. 
I don't know why. What I, the hell's wrong with you? The, that game is trash. I loved Oblivion. Oblivion is Shivering Isles. <laughs> I've loved Oblivion. I don't know why. Um, everybody is entitled to a bad opinion once in a while. Just leave me be. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also got an announcement for As Dusk Falls. Uh, that's the the artistic, like hand drawn one, right? Like, like, yeah, the one they they like they videotaped and then like a scanner darkly. Yeah. The the movie that yeah uh, they videotaped the actors and whatnot in front of green screens and superimposed and then they retraced the highlights. Um, it it reminds me a lot of the Telltale stuff, um, you know, and so does Tell Me Why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I feel like that style of art, especially art style, I feel like you're really boxed in to that type of narrative, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but unless they videotaped them and then motion captured them and then drew over the, like, there's a lot to make it just any type of like action, uh, oriented. Tell me why reminds me of, uh, what is, what is the episodic one about the girl and the end of the world? Life is strange. Life is strange. strange. Yes. Like I got huge life is strange vibes from tell me why, Yeah, which is Which was super successful. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's let's we're not discounting these by any means. No, yeah. Like uh Tell me why is the one like where like it's a brother and a sister. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the the separated siblings or whatever. The, yeah, they go back to the cabin and they're like refiguring out like different things that happened in their childhood and seeing um a different, more adult perspective on things. And yeah. I think that that's something that happens to literally everyone. Yeah. See, <laughs> so. interactive stories like this are something that I'm really happy are becoming more prominent in video gaming because, uh, you know, like shooty, shooty, stabby, stabby. We've been doing that forever, but it's, it's <laughs> nice to have, it's nice to have a different pace of, uh, of story collection in games because, video games are that medium where a movie is going to, a movie is going to give you the story straight out. A book's going to give you the story straight out video games. You have to earn it. So like you have to work for it. If you want to see what goes further, unless you just go online yeah. and read a synopsis or, or summary after the fact, or which my wife does while I'm playing through story based games, she'll go on and read the ending and be like, Oh, I know what happened anyway. Uh, so I'm happy to see things like this coming up on the list. It's also way cheaper than a therapist. It is logical. <laughs> it really is. You know, like these story driven and it causes typically it causes people that are into the narrative that of games like that, they have to focus on it so much. Typically it causes some internal uh thought process. Yeah. I'm mean, sure what a lot of I'm sure it's a lot a lot of these game developers that are doing these things, they do. They they go in especially we'll get to that, but Hellblade, um, that's what Ninja Theory did. You know, they talk to people about the first one and how they made it, and we'll get on that probably a little bit. Uh, actually, the next game on the list, Hellblade 2, so let's dive right in. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah. It was the next one on my list. I just didn't remember if it was actually in order. because I have. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So go ahead and drop the grenade now, and I'll run out. I haven't played Hellblade. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. uh, so so Hellblade... If you haven't played Hellblade, you're fucking up. Um, it's on Game Pass. Uh, Justin, I didn't say this before, but I also haven't played Hellblade. So that's three out well, of four. 
Well, Preach to us, Tony. Fine. Yeah, well, I mean, here the thing is, if you have, if you really want to just pl- plow through it, that's fine. You know, if you're if you're just, let's go, let's not find the twenty four or something totems to get the the mythological story, um, like of the birth and of Norse mythology, and then going into the Ragnarok and all of that stuff. If you don't have to do that, that's fine. But if you're just playing the story and just going through it and not really exploring or admiring the absolute beauty of this, <laughs> then you could probably get like four, four and a half, five hours. Like it's really not a long game, but it is extremely, extremely good game. And the fact that they took so much time to develop it correctly to, um, so if you haven't played it, whoever's listening or watching, it deals with, mental illnesses and things like that so they talk to people that either helped people with mental illnesses or suffered from it and it's it's made for headphones and there's voice it's 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 crazy and i'll even say i didn't even put headphones on until the last two hours of me playing (laughs) i would always boot the game up and then go get a drink and then come back and sit down it was already that warning screen was already there or already passed but um, no it's it's really good and like also do you remember mist the cyan game hell yes uh point yeah. click on piece yeah absolutely right from um, vista remember how they they had um with mist ribbon exile um i think all the way up to um the like civil the last one the mist five or whatever um do not remember what that's called but they they would bring real people they videotaped real people put them into the video game um and like put a background behind it you know green screen people into the uh, back of the game which was crazy back in like 93 or something like that whenever it came out um you know but that's uh sinua your protagonist of the character or of hellblade she was the only character in the entire game period in the story you had these shadow things that would come up as your enemies. It was very cinematic style, kind of like Prince of Persia 2008. Um, very cinematic uh, uh, fighting style, very simplistic fighting style. Um, but any character that you would remotely revolve in, like a spirit character or whatnot, they kind of superimposed a video of somebody basically doing a monologue over it. Hmm. Um, very, very, very interesting. Um, I'm extremely excited that Hellblade 2 um, is mentally journey. I can't say anything because all you are going to play it, and everybody's listening. You better play it. It's, on Game Pass. it's free. Right. Yes, Tony. Yeah. I actually yeah, uh, I've owned it for I mean, it's a also, long time. It's also optimized for Xbox. Yeah. Like it runs better. And that's what we'll probably get into that later, too, about like, Everything that's being optimized for Series X, even if it's going to be on Sony, if even it's going to be on PC, it's optimized. It might run 30 frames per second on, uh, or 60 frames per second on um, PS5, but it's going to run on 20 frames per second on Series X. Like it's, it's going to be a better experience, and I personally already have a better experience anyway, just through Xbox Live and everything. Um, but I think it's really important to have that distinction. So even the games that are on Game Pass. It really, really makes sense that things are going to look and play better. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to have more NPCs. Um, I'm excited to see some gameplay because what they look, what it's 
the trailers that they've shown because the game looks just like the trailer mm. period like the cinematics in hellblade one are the same as the gameplay in the cinema it's the same engine almost um which in this next generation that should be a staple we've already talked about this you know with the ray tracing and stuff your cinematics should look like we have the power we have the technology we can do it right you know <laughs> right. so it's a lot of people were giving uh, Microsoft uh, flack for in their their May about how oh yeah it's gameplay. Well, Sony only had uh, seven things of actual gameplay in their thing too. All of it's um, you know cinematic, and but what's important is the gameplay looks like the cinemas, cinematics. It the sequences should not be anything different nowadays. And I think that's really, really important. So even though we saw the first ever of Valhalla, you know, gameplay, and it was just a bunch of, it probably was gameplay that was just captured, but it didn't, it wasn't like a deep dive. It wasn't like Halo Infinite's gameplay. I think yeah. that's what everybody really wanted, which was not really Microsoft's fault, in my opinion. I think that was more Ubisoft. That's Ubisoft. Ubisoft was like, yeah, they were, I mean, even on their Instagram and everything, they were like, first ever gameplay, you're going to see it right here. Check it out, like, blah, blah, blah. And then everybody's like, that what? what? That was a bunch of like five second clips put together, but yeah. everybody does that. Ubisoft so. did the same thing with their uh, their independent press conference a couple of weeks ago, where yeah, they had gameplay, but it was somebody giving a VO constantly about game mechanics, and you'd see like a five second clip of something happen, then a different five mm -hmm. second clip, and they were all spliced together. And yeah. I was I was yeah, sitting on the like couch, uh, I was sitting on the couch my of in my living room with my wife. Excuse me. I didn't see the Ubisoft conference live, but I found myself fast forwarding to a new game every couple of minutes. Like as soon as somebody started talking and they would go into quote unquote gameplay, I'm like, I don't want to watch some like some amalgamation of clips and somebody talking over it. I want to see fluid play if they're going to talk about gameplay. So I would just skip over, skip over, skip over. Do you remember when they first showed the first back in 2008 two, yeah 2000 2007 2008 um the first assassin's creed i don't they had a guy on this on the stage playing it and they had all the trailers and things like that to get people pumped of uh i'll tell you in in the city square you know taking somebody out and then having to run away and blend into the monks and all that stuff so they had him and it was a very if you've ever played Assassin's Creed, the first game was very linear in combat. Uh, <laughs> and with everything else, it was kill, you know, and kill again. You know, this is what it, what it was. Um, but the guy died on stage. And then it started bringing him out of the animus. And they cut it off real quick. And they're like, and that's the end of that. We uh, <laughs> like, because they didn't tell anybody yep. before it launched. And you play as Altair, and then it jerks you out of the animus, and you're like, "What is this thing?" Because it was a complete blindside, yeah. and it was just really funny. That's the gameplay. That's how gameplay should be given. Where yeah. you're on a stage and you're playing the game, and if you fuck up, oops. Yep. Every it, it, but it shows people are normal. It shows that this is actual game. This is not rehearsed. This is not. How many times do you think he rehearsed um, playing that infinite? How many times yeah. do you think they like 
clip that to be able to like to grapple the um energy thing um and throw it at the brutes and to pop your energy shield perfectly to get that you know grenade stuck on there just to showcase the different little aspects and nuances yeah, yeah. and the uh the Yo, play with uh, guardians yeah. was like that too when they revealed guardians on stage mm-hmm. uh it was it was a scripted on stage appearance by all means but i mean there was a flow to it and that's kind of what people want to see when they see gameplay they want to uh, yeah. maybe not something that's exactly scripted but they want to see fluidity in a full sequence right. so yeah i do anyway. all right um, we'll keep going all right psychonauts 2 we're gonna dive into a whole bunch of sequels right now uh psychonauts 2 was revealed with uh jack black's big bushy beard um his beautiful voice yep and his beautiful voice it still does not make sense how that man's voice gets better with age but he does he sounds great uh i've never played psychonauts or i've never finished psychonauts one i played it when it first came out um and I've got, I guess, about halfway through it, if I'm if I'm recalling correctly. Uh, but that was a long time ago, and I don't remember it enough to contribute to Psychonauts 2, so I'd like to play through it again. Uh, the games look fun. I know they have a great following. Um, real quick, I'm going to call out Stalker 2, because that's getting a sequel as well. Uh, and then I'm going to pull back to Destiny 2. Uh, Destiny 2 is coming to Game Pass with all expansions. Uh, including Beyond Light including Beyond Light that is a huge deal Uh, it was September and now Tony you said it was November now right it got delayed yeah it's uh, um, it is November 6th so it's November 10th actually November 10th that's Tuesday so that's the beginning of their um, their week start on Tuesday right uh, yeah so um, Um, that's that means it'll be readily available one to two weeks before an assumed console launch. Because yeah. actually, um, from what Bungie has alluded to, and this obviously they haven't released a, a date of when the Series X will come out, but they have said that when Beyond Light launches is whenever the Series X um smart delivery will be available so by that wording it means that the series x should come out before november 10th that'd be interesting if you it's it is it's it's but every time that they've talked about it they're like yes you can play it on game pass um and um whenever game whenever beyond light that's whenever your smart delivery will be available so why would the smart delivery be available on a time? Why would it matter if that's whenever smart delivery is when you get that if the console isn't out beforehand? Right. Do you know so, do you happen to know when the one came out? No uh, 2013, um November I don't know. Uh no, it was it was September 2013. The Xbox One came out in September? Uh, September or October, yeah. Huh. I remember because I was still in shorts, and which actually that doesn't that doesn't really mean anything. I always wear shorts. I was about to, I was about to uh, say this group, man. Everybody wears shorts except for yeah. Eric. No, it's uh, 
Uh, it looks like Xbox One introduced uh, November 22nd, 2013. I was thinking it was November 22nd because the 360 was November 22nd. Yeah, the 360 was November 22nd, 2005. Yep. Uh, if I had to guess, right. gentlemen. Destiny, <laughs> Destiny 1 came out to 14. Yep. That's when Destiny 1 came out to 2014. Yep. I was getting that confused. Never so yep. with that, November 22nd of this year would be a Sunday. Mm, my thought is somewhere between November 17th as a Tuesday or a Friday release for November 20th, so respectively the 24th and 27th as well. Somewhere between the 17th. What day is Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, the following Sunday, that's what, what, 26th? The 26th. Um, It needs to be on shelves before Thanksgiving because... But but also, well, they're not um, retailers like Target and Walmart. They're not having a Thursday, Black Friday. Right. Um, But that doesn't mean they're not going to open up at, you know, five in the morning or something like that on... uh, um, If you go up north, there's there's blue-collar laws anyway, so when I worked up north... We didn't. We never opened up on that holiday. We always opened up at midnight, even though the rest of the stores opened up at like Five, six p.m. Yeah. So we would have people that went to like Jersey or New Hampshire, and then would would Black Friday shop, and then come right back up to where they live in Maine, and then they would shop again. You know, oh, <laughs> get two doorbusters. Yeah, people are crazy. But uh, I also did that, so I can't really say anything. I uh... so by, I will stand in line for this console. I will. St- I will most likely stand in line. Mm, no, well, I probably won't stand in line for the PS5. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm not pumped about it. I'm really not, but we'll get on that. And that's okay. Later. That's okay. Um, I, I want a PS5, but nothing has been. Oh, sh- get one. Yeah, nothing's been shown to me that makes me think, man, this is a console I want at launch yet, which is really weird, um, because it had good titles that were announced for it, but I. I need to be wowed a little bit more. Uh, but with that being said, I'm, I, I, I think the last two weeks, but it has to be before Thanksgiving. It has to be before Black Friday in the States. Uh, I agree. Yeah. It, yeah. it has because to be. They, they need to have that initial launch and then the push to get ever, the more things back on shelves because we all know when it's when something is launched near, near the clusterfuck of Black Friday, then... <laughs> Things are we. You get it in the store, you get it, and then you're like, well, you can't sell it all because you have to have something on Black Friday. Because if it's in your Black Friday ad, then you got to have something to sell. Right. Like, and if you sell it all beforehand, so they're going to be pushing the exact same way. So um, I don't know exactly what what Best Buy is doing. Um, they haven't really said one way or the other where they're opening, from what I can tell, or not. But I'm sure they'll follow suit of not being open, and everybody's um, blaming COVID. But I think. With with Microsoft ramping down production of the uh, of the all digital S and then the Scorpio, um, you know, you, all of a sudden you have three or twice, three times the manufacturing power to get the new console out. And whether that was part of their plan or not, who knows? But it's in the world that we live in at this time, so yeah, it makes it, sense. Yeah, there's a. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how, because we right now, I mean, we're what three and a half months away, so yeah, like it's it's going to be interesting to see just what kind of impact uh, COVID has on on that. Um, but also, 
speaking of destiny 2 sorry to wrap it back into that no um, we needed to yeah if you have game pass again i will get on my soapbox just for a second josh stop talking uh <laughs> stop laughing anyway um but game pass ultimate they announced that it will be part of xcloud which xcloud is going away <laughs> i got the email today they announced that the uh that xcloud is going away and that it's turning into game pass so your stream everything that you have worked on xcloud will go through it but that means you can play destiny for free well with your with your game pass membership obviously which is pretty much free uh because if you buy if you buy three first party games a year it's 180 dollars brand new thinking about it and every single first party game that microsoft puts out will be on game pass Game Pass is only $10 a month. If you put in live, $15 a month, but that's already your... Tony, you froze. $5 a month anyway. Hey, we're back. Oh. We might be back. Can you hear me? I think you're... Can you hear me? You're back. You're back. <laughs> you're okay. Back. Okay, cool. <laughs> I got real scared for a second. No. All right, we're good. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm a little scared. We're not, we're not doing this again. All right, so Game Pass is 10 bucks a um, month. <laughs> 10 bucks a month, yeah. So you're talking about like $100, $120 a year. That's already one free game out of the three game first-party games that you would buy from Microsoft. And they own, what, 16 studios now? Now, obviously not all of them are going to be $60 games. Um, and um, they, I mean, EA, they, for once, EA just talked about how Rogue Squadron isn't going to be a full $60 game. It's going to be a $40 game. And they, I was, I was actually kind of like, they're like, you know, this is, it's simple. It's the same thing. Um, just flying in space and everything like that. It doesn't have these crazy vistas or whatnot that always have to be rendering. It doesn't need to be sixty dollars for EA to say that. That's that's pretty. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty big. That's pretty yeah. huge. That's pretty big. All right. Um, there's probably going to be a shit ton of loot boxes in it that you have to pay for. But um, yeah, what I heard that about Squadron? So to me, it just sounds like <laughs> EA trying to get a little publicity so people keep buying their shit. Yeah, but it's probably save face a little bit, but yeah, there'll be loot boxes. Yeah, it's still, it's still, it's still good for the consumer of understanding. And they talked about, you know, um, whenever Recore that I was actually really excited for when Recore came out for the Xbox. It was a brand new IP game, $39. It was a full game, but it wasn't it, it wasn't Gears. It wasn't Halo. It wasn't from a huge um company. So I think that it was it's really important to have that distinction. And these indie games, they're not 60 bucks. Um so I think that's a that's a healthy look on this this as we're going into the different variations of games that can possibly have yeah with with halo having free multiplayer are they going to charge 60 bucks per single player do you is that is that going to be a thing or is it going to be like 40 bucks because it's just single player because everybody's already playing multiplayer for free i mean you that's know? an interesting they, point that's a very interesting point I, and all, all of it's obviously speculation yeah. And, yeah speculation it's just um but it wouldn't surprise me if they do that because again If you're buying the game, that means you don't have Game Pass. Right. <laughs> so, so it's just like, it goes full circle. So again, you're, you're spending that money. But the fact that you can play Destiny 2 anywhere 
um, either on a fucking amazing wireless plan uh, or on Wi-Fi, you know, that's 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 going to be great. And the fact that it's all of it saves over with um, with your cross saves and your um, all the games that you have done with the beta X cloud that they've done, that will launch on set on November 15th, they said. Okay. Um, so we'll be on the lookout for that. It's it'll be really cool to have all that stuff moved over. I'm I'm looking forward to inter or integration they have with PC and and things from that from that perspective. Um, be really interesting to see what kind of cross platform support they push for because I know some things are cross cross plat right now between PC and Xbox, but not mm-hmm. like uh, I know Josh has PC Game Pass. I have Ultimate, uh, so I can play Xbox and. Xbox games on my Xbox or on PC. He can just play what's on available on PC, which isn't everything, mm-hmm. but it's still a pretty good chunk of right. pretty awesome All games. Of- like Oxen Free. Oh. You can play Oxen Free. Um right. so uh <laughs> that's my but one. It, <laughs> that's my one. The Xbox Game Pass on PC is still cool because all of their first party stuff is still on there. Yep. Which is yeah. what all all I needed for. Some of the um games that they put on there that aren't their first party titles are really interesting too because we've actually played some of them because i have it on pc on the channel (laughs) we like to shout out game pass for allowing us to play some of our games yeah go check out uh it is first party but go check out our minecraft dungeons video that was great (laughs) yeah our streets of rage munchkin uh moving out and um mine uh dungeon minecraft dungeons all yeah, because moving of out. i forgot about that yep yeah. uh, I, I think they're pushing the ecosystem and i'm sure we'll talk but that i think it's going to be a lot more because if i wanted to play if i wanted to play mcc with you right now josh i would have to be on my pc i could not be on my um xbox and uh from what I have tried to do with one of my other, well, a couple of my other friends. Now, granted, I think they purchased it um, on Steam, so I think that might have been a hiccup. But I was playing uh, MCC on my PC through my Game Pass, um, so I was still able to play with them. So I don't, I don't know exactly, um, but I feel like they they did also have um, Ultimate. So I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but I am excited about the ecosystem that no one gets left behind that's that's huge it's an all-inclusive culture and i think that whenever the next generation comes out and the ecosystem is in full full fledged um i think there's going to be a lot less difference in the ultimate for pc and the ult- and the ultimate for xbox i think there's going to be a lot more crossover um, yeah. because yeah. of the ecosystem that they're building yeah, I feel like they it would make the most sense to get all of the games that they have be able to play on PC and Xbox, be able to play with each other. Because I know you can do that with State of Decay. For most of their games, you can. Like, with State of Decay 2, I have it on the PC, and uh, JT had it on um, his actual Xbox. But since he also... He had, like, Game Pass for, like, a little bit, but so but he also had a PC. So he let Eric borrow the uh xbox the actual box and he played on his pc and i played on my pc and we were all able to play state of the k2 together and um the like same with um uh what was it forza um 
me me and JT would play Horizons together, but he would be playing on his Xbox and I would be playing on the PC. Um so it's really cool that you can do that and I feel like it's weird like you can't do that with the Master Chief collection, but it might be because they don't want you to play mouse and they keyboard. Don't, <laughs> keyboard versus yep. controller. Well, you can plug, I mean you could plug this keyboard up to the Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. But no one do yeah, but I feel like yeah, nobody would do that. They would just be like, why don't I just do that on my PC? Then? <laughs> yeah, because they don't want a PC. Yeah, but it's you know, all you can. It's a logical step. Everything that they've done, you can see this progress to integrate and integrate yeah. and integrate, yeah. and then finally, you know, that's that's what's going to happen. And uh, I mean, there's there's going to be some hiccups at, at the beginning, obviously. Right. Just, but Microsoft in the past. From their launch of the Xbox One in 2013, so for when Phil Spencer took it over, the champion for the people, like everything that he's been doing, whether or not it's to save face or the fact that he's a great person, but I mean, this dude literally games more than anybody I know, like <laughs> from what I can tell. Yeah. Like he is logging some hours. Um, but, um, I think that everything that he's done is, a, yes, to repair the brand and repair the trust of of Xbox. But you can't say that he hasn't succeeded. Oh, yeah, he absolutely has. I mean, backwards compatibility from OGX titles to also the 360 titles to, like, to now and bringing that in. And also the fact that, get, you know, at launch, the Series X is going to have the biggest library of any console ever launched yeah because you have legacy titles yeah yeah like it's not but you have game pass yep. it's right there you don't have to buy any games whenever you whenever you get uh series x you can go home play let's go yep well, Down, well, you'll download them first probably but you, you then you get to play but yep. <laughs> when we get when we get home with a ps5 you know you got to download whatever <laughs> whatever you want to play for it or install whatever you want to play for it and you're right like uh with game pass you can just stream right off the bat or like download and play right off the bat um, it's it, it's it's a different kind of way they're going into console generations moving forward, and I do want to loop back to that real quick. Let's run through the uh, bleh, the rest of the rest of the games we got. We got a few. Um, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide uh, was announced. Tetris Effect Connected was announced. Uh, Tetris Effect was a huge thing when it came out for uh, for uh, PlayStation and I believe PC not too long ago. Um. The Gunk, which is kind of a... It, it looks like an action platformer that seems like it'd be interesting. I want to know more about it. The Medium, which I think is absolutely fascinating in the I'm way so that it works. Excited. I'm very excited. So excited. Uh, I'm not a huge survival horror person, honestly, uh, but the the way the game works with two parallel worlds running simultaneously is fascinating to me. And uh, that's something that we've seen before, but if they can pull it off to the degree they're talking about, it'll be incredible. Uh, Ratchet and Clank was announced to do this for PlayStation as well, where multiple parallel universes are, are expanding and running simultaneously with yours, and you're able to go back and forth between those instantaneously. And when you think about draw distance and gray boxing and just jumping into a completely new rendered area to have it rendering in the background and readily available for that jump for either one of these games, the medium or ratchet and clank. Um, 
that's a huge fascinating thing and I'm really looking forward to if it can be successfully delivered um I can't wait to see the bugs I can't wait to see the bugs either um (laughs) it's it's gonna be great to see what breaks and how many ways um and you know I can break it (laughs) yeah Josh can break anything uh that you have to think that in some way you'll be able to glitch some like some creature under a wall or or something like that. Well, I absolutely expect for either the medium or even Ratchet and Clank for the game to just accidentally spawn something that doesn't belong in that universe. Oh yeah, yeah. The Nimic organ is going to just come out in the real oh, world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Josh will leave his hands in a different dimension. <laughs> just his body will go. Uh. Also, guys, we got Fantasy Star online too. And that's a good thing. That's a good, good thing. Uh, yeah, I'm very cool excited. Shit. Yes. Um, and I love playing Fantasy Star Online on the GameCube. That shit was dope. Yep. <laughs> yup. I love that game so much. Yup. You, you people that either haven't played games for a long time or people that play that game still on their game cat, their GameCube. Yep. And they're going to be on because the people that like Fantasy Star Online like fantasy they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna people they're gonna be the people that are level a million like the first three days <laughs> and can yep. one hit anything yeah and they're also gonna be the people that are gonna be bitching about systems that changed in between gamecube and now like why doesn't this work the same but uh because well, that was on the fucking gamecube yes i know are you knocking that come on no guys. i'm not knocking it at all <laughs> Yeah, this come from a guy who, uh, you know, I kept Animal Crossing in my GameCube ready to go for years, and now I've got it on Switch. So, uh, Crossfire X is also coming to the Xbox uh, platform. Um, I know it was a game on PC from South Korea. Is that right? Yeah, South yeah. Korea. Um, like, Smile. Like, yep. Crossfire, just Crossfire itself. Yeah. Uh that was a free-to-play multiplayer right mm-hmm. not it wasn't a story based because the story for crossfire x is made by remedy, remedy. Right? yep remedy, yeah. and the it's original, a weird the original developer is still doing the multiplayer yeah. yeah yeah right yeah it's it's just like a joint like force they're both working on two parts of the same game yep. to make one game that's very interesting it would be a well, really. I think that you can. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say it'd be a really awesome job to be like the project manager who has to bounce back and forth between <laughs> those two companies, <laughs> those two developers, and make sure things are paralleled and working out right. I uh, think you mean stressful. <laughs> I mean fascinating, and this is coming from somebody who has been a project manager. <laughs> like it, it is stressful, but it'd be fascinating to see how those two teams are working on the same thing from two ends. Especially since uh, Remedy, I think, is Swedish and um, uh, Smilegate is Korean, and then you have Xbox being in control. So that's an American company controlling uh, two foreign country, country companies trying to get them to communicate with each other. That just has to be a lot of trends. <laughs> the Yanks are here. If, if Microsoft's uh, bid for TikTok actually goes through, then, I mean, they're just going to be, that's just how they're going to communicate with all these other developers in different areas. Just do TikTok. Just do TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Do a little right, little. Your, Phil, Phil Spencer is going to be on his computer. All right. What's, uh, what's, 
what's your uh, what's your progress, guys? And they're just going to TikTok a little gameplay video. Got it. That <laughs> works. All right. So I need to check out the what? How's the progress going on that? Yeah. Phil, oh, Phil yeah. in his little tidy but still messy office that he streams from every time. Uh, Hopefully, Microsoft does does buy TikTok. They'll remove all the spyware. Hopefully, it's astounding how much is there, but I don't want to get into that right now. It's 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 no, actually yeah. alarming how how unsafe that is. Uh, yeah, it's a different problem, different podcast. We'll talk about that next week on the Sauces Tray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rounding off the list, we got a one more thing, as we always get one more things, and this was actually a good one more thing. We're getting another Fable game, which means your boy is buying a Series X because I made a promise at this table that if a new Fable came out, I would buy a new Xbox and we're getting a new Fable. So I'm a man of my word. I'll buy the fucking thing. Uh, I'm very... But you don't have to because it'll be on Game Pass. Yeah, well, I don't have to buy the... Yeah, I have, nope. I've got to buy the box. I got to, yeah, buy a Series X. Yeah, because uh, we were championing the whole time. Like, we love Xbox games. But I've got a gaming PC. Josh has a gaming PC. I have an Xbox One upstairs. And there's, like, my needs are met to play these games for the foreseeable future. Any games that would grab my attention. And Josh's are going to stay met, right? But I made a promise that if it came out, I would buy the buy the box. And now, now I've got to buy the box. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to balance out anyway. Because my kids will be able to play next generation Xbox games on a one. And I'll be able to play next generation Xbox games on a Series X because I have the better thing because I've earned it. Uh, <laughs> they have to earn the right to play on the exactly the Series X. Exactly. Like, tell my son when you carry this boulder up the hill, then you can play the Xbox Series X. Uh, when you walk both ways uphill in the snow, you yeah. can you can play on the Series X. <laughs> exactly. Right now he's crying about being buried in sand. I mean, what 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 are we gonna do? Uh, uh, I'm very excited for. Please tell me that's a grounded reference and not a. <laughs> no, we were at the beach last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's still at the okay. beach. He I hasn't dug like... himself out yet. Uh, <laughs> I just want to play grounded. <laughs> the other kid. I didn't want to be grounded. I wanted to play grounded. <laughs> be more clear. Uh, so I'm a huge fan of Fable. I have been for a long time. It's two, then one, then three. Three is the bottom of the list. Uh, but I'm. I I have huge expectations for what Playground can do with this. Personally, I wanted it to be rare. I thought a rare fable would be fantastic, but I'm not mad. Playground makes great games, and I think they have a huge potential to do something that I think uh, Lionhead and Peter Molyneux were restricted in what they could pull off before. Uh, of course, we all know Mr. Molyneux was famous for promising things he couldn't deliver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he changed his name and started Hello Games. Uh, but <laughs> the, the, uh, I think he, he was limited in what he had access to and what he could do. And Lionhead was restricted by that. I was really bummed when Lionhead got shut down by Microsoft. Um, Fable, Legend, Fable Legends was going nowhere, though. That being an asymmetric multiplayer, it made no sense. I, I, I know that's when Evolve was a big thing, and that's was not Evolve a big thing. It, it <laughs> was at the time, like it was assumed it was going to be a big thing. Uh, Josh, yeah. didn't we try to play it like once and then walk yeah. away from it completely? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, that's, but it's the same thing with Anthem. There's 
you you have these these games these mechanics where you're like oh man this is gonna be awesome and then it just doesn't happen but like i i i think that um with you talk about linehead being kind of like restricted on things i think the past few years have really opened up the the hearts and minds of gamers into i mean we're a fickle bunch i understand that i've said that I'll keep saying that until the day I die. But the I think they're more open to things. You can be you can be weird and you can kind of be doing uh wild and I think it's it would it's gonna make it work. Yeah. Like I think if if they do do something that's that's interesting and wild and kind of off the cuff a little bit, um it being a fable game, it's gonna kinda of make sense that it's what it is because it's just like, you know. Uh, what happens when it's seven o'clock? What yeah. time is it? Yeah, it's it's getting late. The time is very late. Yeah. The, the stores yeah, right. are now closing. That's just the way it is. Right. It's fantastic. It is. Yeah, and but like, I think you can be even weirder now. Oh, I think you can go even deeper into that and make it that much more of a unique game experience that only Fable can give somebody. And I, that, I think that's what I'm excited about. So Fable and was it, always an M-rated series, right? But did it deserve it? Not really. Uh, I think sure. the the people that played Fable, the people that enjoyed Fable, have grown <laughs> up a little bit. They'll be excited for a new title, and I, I honestly think that um, I honestly think that with Phil Spencer headlining Microsoft and having a hand on Playground, he's just gonna be be Nintendo. Get weird. Do some shit. Like let them <laughs> do what they want. And I think that's going to be fantastic. As long as you have, as long as you have skill development trees and like character growth, like you had in one and two, not so much in three, it'll be good. Uh, they have they have uh, talked about the multiplayer just a little bit because I think there was a miscommunication that the next like the new Fable was going to be an MMO of sorts, and they're like, pump the brakes on that. We're not doing an MMO. It'll have multiplayer, but it's not going to be massive. Uh, which it, I mean, it it doesn't need to be. It, it needs to have multiplayer, but be restricted. And the yeah, it doesn't need the ESO. Yeah. At the same time, it doesn't need to be Anthem. Oh my God! It does not need to be instance based uh, multiplayer, like like Anthem or uh, even like Destiny. That's not what you need from that world. Uh, I think there's a there's a good balance to what you can do, but. I, I think they need to focus on single player, but open it up to have multiplayer as an option. Um, and that's just me personally as a fan of the series. Um, with uh, with that said, I do want to say in the last conf or in the last not conference, but the last video Microsoft did, they announced the Ascent, which is the uh, it's like the cyberpunk Diablo kind of game, which looks awesome, and I want to play it really, really bad. Sign me up, yeah. yeah. I, I told Josh that day, I'm like, I'm ready to buy this now. I don't need to know anything else. This looks cool. Uh, yeah, but, smart delivery. It's yep. going to be out before the next generation. So. Yep. I'm, I'm, Josh I'm, is uh, playing, a game, playing that game nonstop for like an entire year. Yep. Aren't I, you? I'm going to be very excited. <laughs> yeah. Diablo 3. Slide against me. <laughs> Everyone didn't fucking play Diablo 3. If you could have learned to just say no. <laughs> yep. 
Diablo 3 was fun though, man. You get, you get roped into it. Because how much I fucking played that game. <laughs> I had to play it with Cameron. I had to play it with Eric and T. I played it on my own. I played it with you. you got, yeah, you got it on PlayStation, right? Do what? You got it on PlayStation, right? Yeah, I had it on PlayStation. Hey, dude, do you want to play Diablo 3? Fuck you. <laughs> I don't want to play damn Diablo 3. Well, now, now, now that everybody's seen me get shot down, uh, Scarlet Nexus was also announced for the Xbox. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, last time they announced the medium, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is fucking dope. I cannot wait for this because it's... Yeah, I thought I needed a uh, fucking turn-based strategy a turn A turn-based Yakuza. <laughs> Yakuza game. Persona, Yakuza... There we go. Just like one weird ass game in the Yakuza universe. Uh, Bright Memory actually looks kind of cool. And uh, at long last, Vampire the Masquerade 2 is coming around. Game um, of the year. It could be. I mean, it's it's interesting how, how many of these come out right before the cutoff, even though the console comes out after the cutoff. Uh, because of smart delivery, they'll cross over. But that's a very, very fine line to walk. Um, so, one of the big things that we were talking about uh, today. Coliseum. What? Really cool. Was Coliseum. That? Yes. Coliseum. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of things that were in like a press release that weren't actually in the video. You're right. Uh yeah, in the video? Yeah. I lost and, half uh, my Col- notes. Eric 5, Chorus, Madden 21, um, obviously AC Valhalla. And Scorn, yeah, which was yeah, Scorn yeah. looks dope. I remember that one too. Well, I, the, 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 the cinematic looked awesome. It could be RTS for all I know, which <laughs> it might be, but uh, <laughs> I won't get it. Which, so sorry, but if it it's on Game Pass, I'll be able to try it. it it's actually going to be a uh, first person RTS. Okay, brutal legend. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> what was the Amazon game that got announced during the Game Awards? Uh, like the first game from Amazon Studios that was announced. I can't remember what it was called, but it had a really cool oh. cinematic. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called either. Shit. And the gameplay just does not look great. It was pretty much that exact thing. Like, here's this really cool thing. Now it's an RTS. Like, yeah, man, you killed it. Like, uh, I mean, that's just like disin- uh, dis uh, disintegration. The new game yeah. that just came out. It's not doing super hot. Like, it has like looks like the Exos or whatnot from Destiny. Yeah. Um. I was super pumped about it, and then I was like, first person, all the stuff, first person shooter, let's go, you know, let's get our buddies together, let's go. Um, somewhat of a De- Destiny-like parry, uh, parry off of, but then I heard that, like, the boss battles were RTS, and I'm like, I'm not about it, like, but yeah. it was, this past weekend, it was free to play on, um, for Xbox, and I just, I was so busy, I couldn't even try it. I'm <laughs> not kicking the- myself, because, yeah, yeah. But, not that there's anything against real-time strategy games, because I do like RTSs, and I know a lot of people do. I'm just do. terrible at it. But yeah, it's... I'm just terrible at it. I, I'm, I'm not at a point... I used to play RTS games and like sit and plot out what I'm going to do like for the rest of today, and then how I'm going to come back and finish it tomorrow or next week. Like I played Rise of Nations and Civ like a mother, but now it's like, i got to take my time a little bit and just back off. Um, <laughs> i got to focus on what I'm doing. Um uh, one of the big things that we talked about today was the ecosystem for Xbox, and I have this, I have this feeling, and I know we've discussed it before. I have this feeling that this is the 
Phil Spence has already said this. The next generation is called Xbox. The Series X is a model in that generation, right? Uh, I think this is just what we have now, because as a PC gamer, if you want to upgrade your hardware, you go out and buy a new graphics card. So in two or three years, when the the three thousand series and the four thousand series Radeons are out, or not Radeons, but the Nvidia cards are out, and good God, if they have a three thousand series Radeon, uh, like <laughs> if, if AMD kicks off that hard, um, <laughs> like you go out and buy a new card, you can up, update your computer, right? You make small incremental upgrades, but it's still a lot of money. Um, console gamers just go buy a new box that has that updated it's equipment leap. for you. Exactly. It's, it's a leap of just the hardware that you don't have to invest in. If Microsoft continues the way they're doing into this new generation, because these games are smart delivery, they'll pass over into the next generation and you can play legacy titles through backwards compatibility. So if they stake their flag down, which is what I kind of see coming that, this is the way they're going to start developing from this point forward. Uh, and guys, we, we know it as PC gamers, Josh, like there are games that I wouldn't even think about trying to play on my PC. And I've got a pretty good graphics card, but they're not going to run well. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like you need more Ram. You need a good, you need, I need a better card. And uh, there's, some of them just flat out won't work. And it's not insane to think that console gaming from an Xbox perspective will be like that moving forward where they create an ecosystem of players. We can play across. Uh, Sony is still very, you buy a new console for the games that come with that console. You make games that, that work on that console. And I don't have a problem with that because that's the way I grew up as a video gamer. Right. Um, I remember when I got my Nintendo 64 for Christmas and at no point did I think that I could shove a Super Nintendo cartridge in it. Of course, my mom asked because she was outraged. Like, why do we need to buy a new one? Because will it play your old (laughs) games? No, it won't. But, you know, parents asking that same question for years. Hey, does it play the old games? That's how we got backwards compatibility. That's that's why we have what Xbox has. And now... You, like a little kid can go, yeah, mom, it does. It does play my old games. <laughs> like they win. So That's the future, man. Exactly. Now we know that we know the PS5 will be backwards compatible within a certain realm of reason, right? There will be a limited list. Uh, but how which, is it going to be backwards compatible? See, that's that's the part that kind of. Yeah, we don't know. And to be fair, we will find out more about that, assumably on Thursday this week, a little bit, because they're talking about, uh, they did make the announcement about peripherals, uh, like legacy peripherals yesterday. Um, So I know that my VR system will work, my PSVR will work on PlayStation 5. I can play some PSVR games on PlayStation 5. Which ones? Who the fuck knows? Which, like, am I going to be able to come home on day one and pop God of War in and play it on PS5? I don't know. I would hope so. But as far as we know right now, Ghost of Tsushima is the only uh, is the only title that is 100% guaranteed to work at launch day on the PlayStation 5. Because, mm-hmm. that like, that, uh, 
it was July 1st or whatever. Sony said any game made after July 1st has to work on PS5, which kind of yeah. makes it sound like they had other games to roll out after Ghost, but... But I don't, that was but that was it. That was. Let's be honest. That game was probably designed for the PS5. Oh yeah, so, the oh, Last yeah. of Us Two yeah. probably was and, too. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I'm not putting my soapbox on that one. Yeah, like the Last of Us Two probably was, but the Last of Us One came out at a generational split. They knew they were going to release that as a remaster. I firmly believe they did the same thing with the Last of Us Part Two. I firmly believe it. Uh, Thank you for being on my soapbox. You're welcome. <laughs> like, and I'm not gonna lie, Sony is not going to do a forward compatibility with. It. They're not gonna say, "All right, this game will scale up for PlayStation 5. But from the experience that I had with The Last of Us Part Two, I'd probably buy the remastered version. I, that's just me because <laughs> uh, it's, it's just who I am. But like. They they know what they're doing as far as Sony goes. They know what they're doing in restricting what's going to carry over and what'll be available. They haven't told anybody else what they're doing yet, but they they know they're siloing their console off. And Microsoft knows they're not. They're opening an ecosystem. They're not interested in a console war anymore. They're interested in being Microsoft is interested in being the place that you come to play games. Because your friends are here to play games. Your friends are in that same place. To make it easier, we're going to make sure that all of you have access to it. Those games are on Game Pass. For 15 bucks a month, you can do this. Or if you go with the, the hardware purchase plan, if they do that for future consoles, uh, pay that monthly rate, be able to get a console brought home with Game Pass, and be able to go from there. They're interested in building the Xbox brand. And a full ecosystem for it there. If we're, honestly, I don't even see a point in arguing as far as uh, like console war anymore because they have two completely different paths and two different plans. I'm going to get a PlayStation to play those first party PlayStation titles. That's all there is to it because yep. in my opinion, they've earned that the, 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 the status and the reputation that they have for those titles, they've earned that. And they could easily lose it. They could that whole thing could just go right the hell away, right? If they don't put out a lot of people off just with Miles Morales. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was super fucking pumped for Miles Morales, but yeah, a lot of people are not. Uh, they, it's, I'm talking about how short it is. Yeah, so how like, short because it's not. Yeah. It's more it's, like a, a lost legacy for Uncharted. Yeah. yeah. It's like a standalone like. Not, experience, not yeah. It's, not, it's yeah. like a standalone short story. Yeah. And apparently, I don't know if it's still a rumor, but they're supposed to. It's supposed to come with a like remastered or version of Spider-Man on the PlayStation Four, but for PlayStation Five. See, I read an article that specifically said that they would they were not doing that. So, and that might have been a rebuttal article for because of the rumor mill is. So the, the article he's talking about specifically, um, I, 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 I read, and um, they, the, the writer of that article mentioned that there was a lot of miscommunication going on about Miles Morales. Okay. So it could be that nobody really knows what's happening because everyone's trying to say a bunch of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, uh, Infamous, when Second Son came out, mm -hmm. uh, 
that game took off uh, for whatever height that it did. It was not nearly as well received as its predecessors. I platinumed it from the second son. I happen to have enjoyed it. Uh, First Light came out not too long after as a standalone game uh, that just it added more substance to what was already there. Uh, Lost Legacy, like we just said, came out for the Uncharted series. Does not feature Nathan Drake. It's or Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. Uh, it's a nice little side, uh, and I'm perfectly fine with that being a deal for Miles Morales. Now, whether or not that's something that, whether or not that's something that you use to kick off a console generation, that's the argument yeah. that a lot of people are going to make. Like, we don't want a small a small thing here. We would expect a, a, a much larger game. Yeah. Give me um, a banger. All right. Like that eh, Spider-Man just came out two years ago. So that's kind of soon for how much time they put into, uh, Spider-Man initially, uh, for our Marvel mm-hmm. Spider-Man for PlayStation four. Um, and you think, you know, they probably have that sandbox to build off of, but miles is taking place in a completely different area, right? Completely different part of the city. So it's, it's, it's a different part of the city, but it's only like a third of the size of the yeah. city that we had. Yeah. Uh, um, so that is really restrictive when you think of, man, playing in New York. It was big, but it didn't feel that big, honestly. Like, uh, you can get from point A to point B pretty quick. I mean, yeah. you're fucking Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, is kind of the point. That game, I had my gripes with it. I didn't think it was perfect by a long shot. Uh, I've been voiceful about that and I'm not going to get into it right now, but <laughs> that game made me feel like Spider-Man unlike yeah. any other game before has ever made me feel like Spider-Man. And from, yeah. from the moment that you like jump off a roof and go swinging, it just feels good. Right. And uh, before that it was the Spider-Man two video game. Hands down. Huh? You didn't like ultimate on OGX. It was okay, man. But dude, Spider Man, the Spider Man Two was just good all the way around. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I didn't really like Ultimate on. I did too. Never yeah. played another Cell Shade game. Another Cell Shade game, yeah. Yeah, because I like that it was actually stylized like the Ultimate like comic series yeah. with dope. Yeah, with Venom and all that stuff. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't know these the the two companies have very different ideas on how they're going to roll out their next generation. And Sony is going with their traditional their traditional pattern. It's a new console. You have games for that console, and that's that's their thing, man. Go that way. Uh, fans are gonna fans are gonna go after those games. They're gonna get that console, myself included. Uh, yep. But the more I see come out of Microsoft's corner, the more excited I am for the next generation of xbox games and whether that's on an xbox console or played on pc i am getting more and more excited for them i i kind of saw this uh press conference as lukewarm it was okay when i first watched it uh it talking about the one on the 23rd for microsoft but after it was over i'm getting more and more excited for the things that were announced like i can't remember necessarily feeling that way for a lot of Xbox or for a lot of the ones on the Microsoft or sorry not Microsoft but PlayStation display except for Stray. Stray looks amazing <laughs> and Bug Snacks. Those two were just the runaways of the show. So, uh, so the funny thing is on with Bug Snacks, I literally on my notes said Bug Snacks. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just like I mean I I get it there's a there's a crowd there's it 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 
it goes towards the direction of a specific crowd. But like, I'm like, oh my god. But I'm also not an Animal Crossing guy. Granted, I've never played Animal Crossing, so I will not give you my home address. You will not know how to kill me. But like, <laughs> but like, whenever we're talking about the point, we've been together, we've had dinner together, and everything like that. We we talked about the PlayStation conference, and we talked about the Microsoft conference. And the more and more we talk about it, I think that's where your hype comes from. And we have gravitated more and more talking about the Microsoft one because there's a lot more to talk about with the the they've released details like more details than Sony has on the um like the architecture of the console and what it can do and the power like numbers to talk about but also the fact of the ecosystem we can we can talk about this whole speculation and stuff and Sony since they're doing the same thing they've always done there's there's nothing really different to talk about it you're like all right well this is the next console you know it has tons of power like yep so yeah, I mean, we, we like talk about... Go ahead. excuse me no i was gonna say sony hasn't been forward with information for the past like two or three years and not just about right. the playstation 5 but ever since they canceled uh psx two years ago and then backed out of e3 and then canceled yep. psx again and then e3 got canceled because of covid they've been playing everything really close to their chest and i guarantee a portion of that has to be figuring out how to release information in an appropriate way that that lands with people um especially after that mark cerny yeah the, the mark cerny display earlier this year which was supposed to be a ces conference i get that and i knew what to expect from that but a lot of people were like he's not saying anything there are no games they're not supposed to be games this is a this is a consumer like shot electronic show he's telling yeah, people this what this thing can do in the most boring way possible because that's the language these people speak it's a press conference yeah it's a press yeah. conference for numbers and stocks and all of that stuff yeah everybody yeah. in the chat room for that thing it's not for you you're in the wrong place yeah <laughs> like <laughs> But unfortunately, because of COVID, they they released it like that, and yep. everyone thought it would be some kind of like PlayStation, like Expo thing. But like, no, nah, it's just like hard facts and numbers, and that's all that's supposed to be. Yep. Their marketing and PR was not on top of that message, though. They're like, this is a deep dive into the architecture for PS5, and ever since then. If you, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but whenever they put out a tweet or when Sony puts out a tweet or a message of anything to say, this is the event that we have going on or this is the show we're going to put on, like this Thursday, for instance, it's very bold at the bottom. We are not showing off PS5 games. We are not talking about the PlayStation 5 console. I saw that today with the, with the new VR stuff that they were going to talk about. Like, right. Yeah. Like they are, they're trying to be in front of it. Like, get your hopes down because this is what we're discussing right now. Right. And... I, I appreciate that in one regard because it's the right move to taper those expectations, but you're still going to have people that just straight out fucking ignore it. Uh, it's yeah, it's also a way not to get memed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the best right. way to try to get around it. And can uh, we talk about how like awesome Microsoft has been with embracing the whole the meme culture, like, and talking about they're they're memeing themselves. They're they're being a lot more playful. Um, they're not attacking themselves, but whenever you do that it leads you not to be able to be attacked from outside. Yeah. Because we all remember the YouTube videos that Sony made back in 2013. Here's how you share a game on PlayStation. Thanks. Like, I mean, it is, like, not going to get into that, but... (laughs) 
you guys have all heard my spiel and all of that conspiracy theory but like i think they're both doing their own thing and nintendo's still doing their own thing and they're all and i really think that you're right the console war is pretty much over, over because yeah. they're not competing against each other they're doing their gaming systems in their own way that they want to do if sony wants to keep doing with what they're doing they're going to do it xbox with this ecosystem they're going to do it with this all access with getting you know their console for x amount of money a month and it comes with x with game pass and ultimate and you get live and you have all these access to games so you don't have to chuck out five six hundred dollars potentially who knows how much it's going to cost like all at once and typically it's going to be cheaper in the long run anyway that's how it was with the uh scorpio and the s yep i mean i think the all digital was 19 dollars a month yep <clears throat> and you know that they're going to have it yeah you know they're going to have it because whenever they had the whenever you got the uh, scorpio after after 10 months or so of good payment history you were eligible to upgrade to the next generation whenever it came out they've already they already made that so there's a plan in place you know, I don't know if it's going to be the day it comes out because can you imagine the lines of people trying to like? I mean, you know how it ha- what happens whenever new Galaxy gets announced, which is about to happen actually this week, I think, and then um, an a-, a new iPhone gets announced and everybody's trying to get their new phone and they just can't buy it. They have to set up a new contract and all that stuff. Can you imagine a comp a, a store like Target or Best Buy that only got twelve? 20 console it'll be interesting because they offer that like microsoft offers that online it'll be interesting to see if they open up those orders before the console launches so like pre-order through microsoft and get it shipped directly to you on release day Mm -hmm. like it'd be interesting if they decide to go that route well they're also inside uh xbox all access they were also doing that through amazon and then they also earlier this year they announced their partnership with uh best buy so that is a good, interesting point that they might be doing that pre-order-esque thing. Go ahead and set everything up, and then we'll ship it to you. Yeah. Um, but it's talking about the ecosystem and talking about how Infinite, Halo Infinite, is the, the center for all the next generation uh, uh, Halo games are going to come away from and the free-to-play multiplayer. The free-to-play multiplayer for Destiny, the free-to-play multiplayer for Crossfire X. That's this huge thing that we keep we keep seeing a lot of nowadays. Um, so the free-to-play in the... Not free-to-play, but the way cheaper way to play um, for Xbox ecosystem would be the Game Pass. Would be Ultimate. And also, that includes xCloud now. Your Game Pass Ultimate turns into xCloud which is mobile gaming anywhere you are, which is huge because all of a sudden that library of Game Pass theoretically can become, is the new Xbox, Xbox library. And it's still in beta. They've already talked about that stuff. Um, but to have all that mobile then, yeah. would be fantastic. Like right. it's, it's unprecedented. But, yeah. Yeah. Your hardware is these, the, the game itself and the ecosystems, but then your connection is the game pass and it's it's fine and i don't know i'm just i'm really excited i really am i'm uh yeah, it really feels like this move from like 
the no more console generation wars <clears throat> is all based on like the companies at heart like structure models like sony has always sold hardware nintendo started off as a card game company in like feudal japan and yeah. so there always have been about games and being fun and inventive uh, innovative and microsoft is literally a software company. It's in the name, Microsoft. <laughs> um, and they, I feel like they're trying to get away from like really selling hardware because I know for a fact, like Phil brought the Xbox back to life because they were like, if the one doesn't get better, that's it. No more Xbox. We're done. Um, I told that when he got promoted. How <laughs> yeah. did you like that? You get a promotion, fix this. Or the entire thing is over. Yeah. So, like, I feel like it's smart for them to try to just push more games, more software-based stuff. Like, the xCloud, if you can start playing Halo on your phone because you have it in the cloud, that's brilliant. That's how Microsoft itself works. If you have a Windows 10, you can put it on any device that accepts any kind of Windows program. So, it makes sense for them to do that with their gaming model too because you could just be like okay yeah dude if as long as it has some sort of microsoft 10 connection go ahead and play any of your <laughs> microsoft any of my games by logging into my windows 10 computer at work i don't do it <laughs> don't fire me but yeah you do it if i wanted to yeah, you <laughs> could like log in on your computer at work and be like well i'm gonna go ahead and download this xbox app and uh play my fucking games yep. <laughs> i uh you know? I'm fortunate enough to have I'm fortunate enough to have the internet speed that allows me to do the game streaming for PlayStation, and I do it in my office quite quite a bit. Um, but one thing I am interested to see I have to give credit where credit is due. PlayStation Now has gotten better than it was because it was an absolute shit last year. No, it was garbage. Yeah, but uh, it was a couple of I guess it was a couple of months ago. I pointed out to Josh. I'm like, it's it's gotten better. And it, it works kind of well um, when it works. Um, I think, Josh, did you play Control on a PlayStation Now? Uh, no. I actually bought the game and then found out it was on, <laughs> found out it was on uh, Now. And I was like, I could have had a free trial and yeah. just played the game. But honestly, I don't regret buying Control because that game is really fucking fun. Yeah. I... Uh, I haven't played it yet, but I remember seeing that it was on now and there's a couple of other titles I want to check out. They don't push that service anywhere near as much as Microsoft pushes Game Pass. But then again, it's also not as integrated. They haven't done that kind of forward yeah. thinking for the consumer. And I'm going to be honest, I don't see them doing it. I don't expect it. But you have to think there there needs to be... You, you have to think there are at least conversations happening at Sony to say... People really like that Game Pass thing. Maybe we need to look into expanding PlayStation Now a little bit more. Maybe we need to wrap Plus and Now into a single subscription. It's not it going to happen. Be, it wouldn't be the first time that Sony sees a competitor doing something and going, we should get one of our own. Yeah, absolutely not. Can we literally just talk about the parallels of everything that they're doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that. I mean, I mean, they were pushing, they're like, haptic feedback on our controllers. Yeah, we've done that. Like, you know, adaptive triggers. Yeah, we got it. You know, they're not buttons anymore. We got we triggers. Yeah, we, we get it. Like, 
built, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, you like, know, they, they're, they're painting something a different color and saying we invented it. There's a, you there's know. a lot of growth over, uh, things that PlayStation is doing. I still like my symmetrical thumbsticks. I'm that guy. Uh, granted, that's fine. 360 controller is still one of the best controllers. 360, uh, N64 and GameCube, and the PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4 just feels natural to me. I love that controller. Uh, but I'm sorry about the PlayStation 5. Yeah. It, man, it's going to be I weird. It, but I mean, just like I was talking to some uh, somebody at work today about um, who is clearly young. This was his first job. And he was asking me, uh, he saw my email about what the Xbox thing, and they were talking about um, how xCloud is going away and starting, it's being rolled through. And then he asked me if I was going to do a new console. And I, as little, as less snarky as I could possibly be, said yes. Um, but then um, we started talking about the controller. He's like, man, I'm just really not excited about the controller because he's a PlayStation person. I go, do you remember what the PlayStation 3 originally was going to look like silver boomerang this kid was born that year so <laughs> and when i started talking about it uh i was like yeah way back in like 2005 when it was like announced or uh and stuff he goes yeah that was the year i was born <laughs> instantly felt some type of way let me tell you something yeah, junior I I remember I remember when the DualShock came out like because bef- it was just the PlayStation gamepad before then like the mm-hmm. I remember when they added thumbsticks and I'm like what the fuck is this and why are they here and yeah. then I started playing with it and you can't go back like it's just a staple on controllers now right like uh it's it, it, it's, a, it's a major integration yeah, my fear with the next, um, that leap that they're taking, um, which I applaud them for taking that leap. Um, um, Microsoft took that leap in 2013, didn't pan out, so they had to do a massive reconstruction. Um, again, not going in my conspiracy theory on that, but the when they announced the PS3, the way it was going to look, and the Boomerang controller, they... They had a year to fix that before it released, before the next E3 to showcase what it was now looking like. And they basically made just a better version of the PS2 controller. And then the PS4 was, I feel like, the controller that they might have wanted to do back then, just didn't have it readily available. Um, but they have months. And this, this shit's already in production, their controllers. So all this backlash, the way it looks, they're like, oh, it looks like an Xbox controller or whatnot. And that 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 not necessarily isn't a bad thing. They they might be trying to do that to get Xbox owners being like, hey, that looks like a comfortable controller that I might I might want to check out. That might be a good logical uh, thought. But if there's backlash because of that, they do not have any time to fix it. Um, I, I think mean, they're... they perfect. They have. Yeah, I think they're pretty yeah. decided and set on what they expect from yeah. the dual sense at this point. And For sure. I I like it. Like it was a little caught off guard at first, but I do. I dig it. The console I, shape itself is weird, but awesome. yeah. I think you mean it's it's <laughs> weird. I think it's cool. 
Uh, my thing is like, how's this going to look in, in my living room? You know what I mean? Because I'm like domesticated and shit now. Like my wife decorates that room. So it's like, Hey, here's, here's all of her neat decorations and everything. And what was a nice sleek white slender box. I had the PS4 pro, the destiny two edition, uh, is now an alien vagine in my t- in my TV stand, and it's I, a modern structure that happens to have function and looks like there's no function for the toppings. No, it's a router. That's that is like an inch or two inches of just thin plastic that my cats are going to chew on. Hey, listen, the PlayStation 4 had a jet engine. The PlayStation 5 has jet wings. That's just the way that is. Well, now. you, need, well, you they, put them you all together, you get a functional plane. Well, I was going to say, like, if you're playing God of War, you better need the wings because that it sounded like it was going to take off in your PlayStation 4. I actually, uh, I booted up God of War for the first time in a long time, not too long ago, and did, my PS4 did not make a sound at all. Like, it was completely quiet. To the point that I thought it crashed, and I was afraid to like hit a button. I was afraid to hit a button and start the game just because I thought the thing just died. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I keep mine cleaned out, so it never really gets that bad. But boy, when it does, woof! Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited for both of these consoles. I'm really excited for mm-hmm. the platforms for both and uh, things that we can learn between now and you know in November. Uh, of course, yeah. I think Microsoft's doing a, a monthly announcement. Is that what their thing is now? Um, um, monthly or biweekly? I think that they're doing like little bits here and there. Um, I mean, they they do a lot on their website. Yeah. Like I check Xbox.com a lot um, to look at the specs and stuff for the Series X to look at how it's, um, you know, before they even really announced anything about it, they had a lot. They had a teaser trailer to kind of like. Obviously, very, 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 very secretively, but like shows you the architecture of it, like the split motherboard, the split, um, the fan system, the integrated um, external um, or the integrated memory chip that's a terabyte that goes directly into the motherboard um, for faster load times. So if you just want to have all of a sudden a two terabyte console, you can do that with Seagate. Um, the fact that they, you don't have to buy any peripherals if your old peripherals work which I think helps with the whole ecosystem, um, you know, and all of this stuff, they haven't really said in any press conference. They've just, they had the details on their website. Yeah, just been um, pushing it if out. You're, if, you're, if you're interested, then you're going you're gonna to search it and you're going to be like, oh, it's really cool. If you're not interested, then you don't need to know that it does tera, 12 teraflops GPU. Nope. Then you're going to have to look up what a teraflop is and then you're going to have to look up like, well, all the other things to understand that because if that doesn't interest you, that doesn't mean anything. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever, ever like paid attention to the specs on a game console. Like on an actual like PC, yeah, I care about the specs, but on a game console, all I need to know is what kind of games you're selling me. Yeah, I'm pretty much that way too. Like with a, with a PC, you have the customize customization with it, but when it comes to the console itself, like. Give give me something that's worth playing on your console since you're going to have exclusives right. on that platform. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really important though because for me when I when the Scorpio was announced, they also announced the Series S, and a lot of people gave 
Phil Spencer Flack about that. I don't know if you guys remember that that press conference back in 2000 and the E3 2016. Yeah. Or well, E3 2017, actually. Um, they said, you know, this I is it was the Game be, Awards. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. It was E3. Uh, oh. Um, oh, that's right. They did. They didn't show the console. They just did like the. Oh no! It the was overview. E3 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, it was an overview. I remember that. Yeah. Because it was 2016. Because they said this November, you will you will play the Series S, and they gave a price point and everything. And then they're like, and here's the future. And then they showed a trailer of the Series X. And they had like people from Bethesda talking about like, oh my God, they're really going to do this liquid cooled system, you know, six uh, six teraflops of power. And then when they're starting to look at it, like I had no idea what that was, but the fact that the PS4 Pro does 3.6, uh, that the Series S does 3.1. So I'm thinking like, man, this is twice as powerful as this console. And see, that's where I, that's where I get this. And I'm like, I can see that number. I don't really quite understand it. I don't don't. Don't take think that I understand much of this, but I can see math. Twelve is a bigger number than six. You know, I know that it's twice as powerful as the Scorpio, and that blows my mind because I'm already loading in to my Destiny strikes and raids and stuff a solid minute and a half. <laughs> like I'm going so like I'm clearing ads and going before the mission starts. <laughs> like, um. Them, my other that my friends can play on, and they are they're on S's. Um, so the fact that I can see that, I can understand that, and be like, man, this is gonna be this is gonna be. It pumps me up because I don't really understand how fast it is, but I understand that it's twice as fast what I got. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know? it'll be interesting to see what they put it in practice for. Um, I know load times are a big thing right now. I'm, I'm incredibly happy with the load times for Ghost of Tsushima. It doesn't make sense. Uh, Super quick. Yeah, like they actually had to slow that down because of uh, <laughs> you didn't have time to read the notes and tips and shit. Uh, oh. But next, yeah, they actually, like the developer said, we had to space it out and create a buffer because people didn't have time to read the, the tips that come up on the desk. The first time I loaded, it loaded, I was like about to read the t- tip and I'm like, well, that was gone. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know what was there to read because it's already loaded. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I read a tip on the loading screen for like probably the first ten hours I played. Yeah. Just I wasn't even aware there were tips on the screen. I was just kind of spacing out, looking up, and going, "Oh, I'm in." Oh, it's ready. Yeah. Fast travels legitimately three seconds to anywhere on the map. It is amazing. Uh, but that's the kind of thing that. When you when you think about how data is flowing for your product, it's faster to do those pulls. It'll be great to see how future yeah, it'll be great to see how future consoles work with their uh, their solid state drives to pull that off. But it's also up to the developer on how that data is being rendered and pulled. Uh, well, guys, we have we have gone for a long time, so I'm gonna get ready to wind it down. But I'm gonna ask the same thing I usually ask when we're winding these down. Josh, what are you playing? Uh, I am playing the Paper Mario Origami King and uh, Neo 2 because the DLC came out. Nice. Are you going to platinum the DLC? Are you going to get all the trophies in the DLC? Because you platinum the core game, right? I platinum the regular game. I don't think I'll... To platinum the DLC, you'll have to play... You'll have to finish the DLC in the new difficulty. Yeah. You just have to beat... Yeah. Luckily, it's literally only two main missions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
maybe it really depends how interested I maintain in Neo before I go. I'd I'd rather go back to playing some Mario. Yeah. <laughs> right now I'm actually having a lot of fun playing Neo again. Eric, what about you? I, uh nothing but Neo two from now until Cyberpunk. <laughs> uh I'm you're I'm a going, man of your word. <laughs> I'm going to platinum the DLC and I'm going to replay the entire game in the new difficulty. And that'll probably be the last difficulty that I actually replay the whole game in like that. Just because after there are two more DLCs, which means there are two more difficulty jumps. And after this one, I don't think it would be worth punishing myself on those. <laughs> I hear that. And Tony, what are you playing right now? I'm playing a shit ton of Destiny. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting back. I mean, so I've, I've always been a fan of Destiny. Let down and... All that aside, I owned it. I pre-ordered it for the the Ghost Edition for Destiny One, and then I bought it again for the uh, Destiny for the PS4. And then I did the exact same thing when Taken King came out. I did the exact same thing when set second one came out. I've done. I've spent way too much money on Destiny, and <laughs> <laughs> so now I actually finally have a really good group of people that are still in it and that have been in it, um, and they're ready to grind. They're ready to do this, and we play in the past probably. Since Beyond Light was announced, I think that that really got me into it with the new architecture or the archetype that they're bringing in there. Um, I really, um, as sparse as the story is, I'm glad that I have hope because this is the first real big one that Activision is not a part of. Yeah. They're bringing back this stranger. They're bringing back all this other stuff. Um, the seasonal event is really, really cool this time around. So uh, I have a good good hope for it. Um but I've probably put 80 hours in the past month. That's a good haul. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, every day when I got off work, I would play from like 7 till 2 a.m. Like, <laughs> getting that work in. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> I don't, I can't, I can't go to the gym. So I'm just working out on <laughs> my game console. Making um, it hard. Other, think. Yeah. Other than that, um, Uh, I was kind of kicking myself because I never played uh, Shadow of War, and that's on Game Pass, so I kind of booted that up, and just got sucked back into Destiny, so I'm just kind of doing that. I'm grinding that out, because I, I haven't ever gotten the past 100 on uh, the Season Pass, so I'm trying to do that, Maybe. which I'm at 103 now, so I'm still doing it. I don't know why. Cool. And that's Justin, what do you play? Uh, realistically, I haven't played much since I got back from vacation. Uh, before I went out, I was playing Ghost of Tsushima, and I have not finished it yet. Um, so my goal is to finish Ghost of Tsushima and platinum. Man, I'll tell you what. Probably. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's gonna. It's really not that hard to platinum it's it. Really just not. playing the game. Yeah, like I haven't. So I'm still in Act One. But like the end of Act One, yeah, because I didn't I didn't have that much time to play for like three or four days before I went out of town. Uh, That's true. So, and then like while I was out of town, I let my brother borrow my PlayStation. Uh, and now that I'm back, I'm I've got it hooked up, but I haven't even booted up the game. PlayStation's just been <laughs> sitting in there. Uh, still playing Animal Crossing every day for about ten to fifteen minutes, just doing my dailies. Uh, <laughs> but 
I haven't gotten into that much. Um, I want to play Ghost of Tsushima and get through it, probably platinum it. And then there are several games that I kind of just want to dive into Game Pass on, uh, things that I've been putting off for a while. Um, Hellblade. Yeah, Hellblade's definitely Hellblade. one of them. Uh, <laughs> no, that needs to be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I definitely want to I definitely want to play through that. Um, next month. I got to decide if I'm playing it on PC or on Xbox, just because I have it on Steam and it's available on Game Pass. So it's just determining which which ecosystem I want to sit down with. Um, man. Outside of that, there's not a whole lot. I'd like to say that I'm just gonna like get through these games and then play The Witcher until Cyberpunk comes out, but it's probably not gonna happen that way. Oh, what I'm playing isn't a video game. I've gotten to, I've gotten terribly into D and D Fifth Edition ever since our tabletop podcast, which you, everybody should go back and look at, because uh, I was never very much into tabletop games. I'd played one or two, uh, very very briefly, but Man alive. Eric started talking about rules and I'm like, I want to look up these rules. And now I'm like, I like all these rules. These are good. I like these a lot. So uh, Yeah, Five is real good about not over encumbering you with rules and only giving you enough to make a story out of. Yeah. So I've developed two campaigns, uh created I've, I've created over a dozen like playable characters and I don't want to know how many enemies and NPCs based off character charts and roles. Uh, <laughs> but I'm having a lot of fun just like making things. And uh, I, I really think that we all need to get together for a tabletop night. And we discussed that before. But well, we'll, I was going to say, I've actually never played a D and D and I would love to be invited if you guys want to do that. My oh, man, yeah. let me tell you something. <laughs> Fucking do it. I will make dinner. Y'all come <laughs> over. We will do we will do dinner and tabletop games and hang out. Get some drinks. What? We'll be good to go. Hell yeah, let's do it. Yes. So everybody watching at home sucks to be you nerds. We're gonna go <laughs> hang out and play D D. Uh everybody listening we'll at home. Like, you'll, you'll be able to see. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll figure something out. We've been talking about recording a tabletop. Now we just need to figure out how to do it. Uh, guys, I really appreciate you joining me for this. This is a wonderful first take and first try at doing this. It was great, and I appreciate you so much. <laughs> Tony, it was fantastic to have you in on this, man. I really appreciate it, and I hope you'll join us to do more of these in the future. I absolutely will. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Josh, take care. Bestie, bye. Everybody, thank you for watching Hard at Play. Join us next week for the Saucers Tray and catch us back here in two weeks when we do this whole ridiculous rigmarole again talking about something. Thank you all. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.